This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Hello and welcome to Saver Production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Volkelbaum. And today we're talking about Girl Scout cookies. I am so excited to be talking about Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, but you're you're not particularly a Girl Scout. I mean, you don't really like I mean Yeah, no, I'm not a I'm not a big Girl Scout cookie person. My favorite was Thin Mints, and I can't have mints, so there you go. <laughs> um, oh. People are always shocked that I don't like the peanut butter ones. They're fine. Yeah. They're fine. Okay. But see, I would have I would have thought that that would have been like automatic. Like something, yeah, that like those those DVDs that are stacked behind you in your fancy podcasting closet would just be boxes of the peanut butter <laughs> Girl Scout cookies. I maybe I missed like the window because I didn't. My family wasn't the type that got them, you know. Oh, okay, sure. Uh huh. Yeah. So maybe I missed like the nostalgia window, and it's not that I don't like them. I think they're fine. But it's when Girl Scout cookie season comes around, I usually don't even realize until one of my friends says, you know, you buy Girl Scout cookies for my child. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do love. I love. The loyalty, the cookie loyalty. I love seeing despair <laughs> when a cookie is discontinued. Oh, I love the sure. arguments mm-hmm. about like, do you put your thin mints in the freezer? If not, you're a monster. <laughs> I love how people talk about them. And I have so many friends who who do love Girl Scout cookies. And there's this sort of mythical 
addictive rhetoric around it. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I do. I really, really enjoy witnessing that. Um, okay. All right. I, I see you're 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 in it for the for the like for like you're in it for the like a, a like borderline chaos. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's it's not a. There's no mean spirit about it. I'm just like I I like seeing this passion. It's, joy, it's joyful. Yeah. 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 I was a Girl Scout for about two seconds. I think I went to one meeting and then told my mom, "No, I'm good." Uh, <laughs> but I did have to sell chocolate bars and donuts and fancy lollipops for band throughout high school. So I feel like I had a similar, at least a, a taste of this experience. And I got kicked out of Walmart. For soliciting. <laughs> so I was walking around trying to sell donuts. And oh, I learned. Oh, yeah. That's a no-no. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that within another yeah. business. That's not That's not what you can do at Walmart, no. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So that's that's fair. Uh, well... <laughs> I was I was never a Girl Scout. Um, I I do love a cookie. Um, I I also for like yearbook had to sell candy bars maybe at some point something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, I, I love Girl Scout cookies. I I realized a couple weeks into COVID isolation that I had hidden a box of Samoas from even myself for for like a year, like since the previous Girl Scout cookie season. Um, they're still great. I personally think that like sitting on my kitchen floor and eating Samoas in moments of desperation uh, counts as self-care. So <laughs> I agree. And I have Good. some some follow-up questions. <laughs> okay. Uh, one, <laughs> remind me which one are Samoas. Oh, um, they're uh they're sometimes called caramel delights. They're the ones uh, with the coconut okay. and the yes. and the caramel and the little chocolate bits. Yeah. Got you. Okay, two. Are those your favorite? Yes, they are. Okay, okay. So, yeah. yeah, I know that's like a lot of list ranked them, and that was the number one, and I can never remember what what they are because their names aren't very— apart from Thin Mint and the, like, <laughs> lemon one, <laughs> it's not very clear what's going on in these cookies. Yeah, the um the the little brownie bakers names for them um are are fairly uh obtuse, I would say. I like but, that. Uh, obtuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh not 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 immediately clear. But but that but that's part of the fandom of Girl Scout cookies. I know, and we're definitely going to get into that. Before we do, and this story is actually really related because there's a lot of fandom going on. I actually have a really funny, what I think is a really funny COVID-19 Girl Scout cookie story. Okay. Okay. Our friend Ramsey's daughter, and you know Ramsey's friend of the show. He's been on the show before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was helping his daughter sell Girl Scout cookies. And uh, I, because I don't like them, I often ask my group <laughs> of friends uh, if they will buy them. And my Aww, friend Katie... Yeah, she she bought a bunch from him. She loves, 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 like lives for Girl Scout cookies. Okay. She lives in Athens, though. So Ramsey gave her order to me to give to her when I saw her next. And she came to visit me on Friday, March 13th. And yes, I remember the date. Because we were supposed to go see Return of the Jedi at the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra together that night. Oh. 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 
Oh, I still think about it. Clearly, I still think about it. Um, we are huge Star Wars fans. And I was going to go as my first crush, Luke Skywalker. My current goal <laughs> is to one day get Mark Hamill to respond to me on Twitter before quarantine is up, but I'm never going to do it because I'm way too shy. Uh, and I, I'm actually working on my new evolution of Luke Skywalker cosplay, and I guess I'm okay. going to incorporate that into my new edict of wearing a costume once a week while working from home because that's my self-care. <laughs> Okay, yeah. But anyway, Girl Scout cookies. That was the day <laughs> Atlanta shut the hell down and the event was canceled. Oh, and yeah. me and Katie were very confused as to what to do because this was early on where there was a lot of conflicting information. Um, did this mean she's going to have to quarantine with me for who knows how long? Um, so we decided she would stay the night and we would figure it out in the morning. So we stayed up and watched all of the original Star Wars trilogy because, of oh. course— yeah, and sure. she somehow, somehow, like without me really witnessing it, ate three boxes of those Girl Scout cookies. Oh, wow. Oh, oh that's a lot of Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. Oh, and she paid the price for it uh, for the next two days. <laughs> oh, no. And I took a oh, video of her in agony because I'm a terrible, terrible friend. <laughs> And I sent it to Ramsey and later posted it on Instagram because I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I do have a clip. Maybe I'll put it in here. It's essentially her wailing like, damn you cookies. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite funny. Quite Uh, funny. Well, you know, I'm glad that she recovered. Um, Yeah, she did. I guess like eat responsibly. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm sure there was some stress involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. We're, we're we're all kind of doing the wacky right now. So, yeah. so that's okay. It was, yeah, it was okay. And she did recover and she did eat the rest of the boxes, <laughs> but at a slower pace, more controlled fashion. I think she okay. asked me if she, if she could get some more. <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. Uh, well, I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad it didn't put her off. That's, no. Uh, that's great. It would take a lot, I think. Put her off Girl Scout cookies. Really, really speaks to the power of, of healing, which is which is good. It does, it does. And due to COVID-19, Girl Scout cookie sales have gone online. And there are so, so many stories of Girl Scouts donating cookies to folks on the front line. And we'll come back to that mm-hmm. later. But all right, let's get to our question. Yeah. Girl Scout cookies. What are they? Well, uh, Girl Scout cookies are cookies specifically produced for members of the Girl Scouts organization to sell as a fundraiser and a uh, business learning activity. Uh, So uh, the Girl Scouts is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping girls develop key life skills. Um, It's at its core like like a leadership development program, but, you know, also a fun thing for kids to do. Um, Their five goals are to help members, and I quote, develop a strong sense of self, seek challenges and learn from setbacks, display positive values, form and maintain healthy relationships, and identify and solve problems in the community. 
And yeah, uh, adult men and women uh, can get involved. Of course, there is an emphasis on uh, on women as role models. But yeah, um, trans girls are welcome. It is a secular organization, but local troops might be involved in faith activities or partnerships. Uh, troops take part in all kinds of activities. Um, and members can earn uh, badges or pins for their participation and successes in, uh, in STEM activities, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math, um, uh, camping, civic engagement, and entrepreneurship i.e. cookie sales. Mm-hmm. So um, so there are a couple different industrial bakeries that create these cookies in these are modern times. Um, uh, ABC Bakers and Little Brownie Bakers. And though most of the cookie lineup and recipes are standardized across bo- both of these companies, there are a few regional differences. Uh, so, you know, like, like e- even among the standards, your, your flavor and texture might vary a little bit from brand to brand, but, uh, right. but yeah, uh, the standards are thin mints, um, which if somehow you have never heard of, <laughs> they are, um, thin chocolate wafer cookies that are, uh, enrobed in, uh, like a mint chocolate stuff. And by chocolate stuff, I mean that I don't think that they have enough cocoa content to technically count as chocolate, but um, mm. <laughs> but, but but chocolate stuff, yeah. Um, uh, there are plain shortbreads, which are printed with the uh, trefoil Girl Scout logo and are thus called trefoils in some regions. Um, there are shortbreads dipped in lemon icing on one side, which are called lemonades or lemon ups. Um, the lemon ups have like positive statements embossed on them, like uh, I'm a go-getter or innovator or risk taker or leader. <laughs> Cute. There are oatmeal cookies uh, sandwiched with a sweetened peanut butter, which are called peanut butter sandwiches or dosy dos. Uh, why? I couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> there are vanilla cookies topped with caramel, shredded coconut, and dipped in chocolate stuff, which are called as I said earlier, either Caramel Delights or Samoas. And um, there are vanilla cookies with a thick layer of sweetened peanut butter that are coated in chocolate stuff. And those are called either peanut butter patties or tagalongs. And then, yeah, um, in some places, you can get uh, thanks-a-lots, <laughs> which, are, <laughs> which are shortbreads dipped in fudge on one side um, and each have the words like thank you embossed um, in one of five different languages. There are two varieties of s'mores cookies. More on those a little bit later. Um, And each region has a gluten-free option. Um, Ours here in the South is the (laughs) Toffee-tastic, which are these like kind of like chewy butter cookies with uh, little crunchy toffee bits in them. Um, And the other is the caramel chocolate chip, which are apparently, I have not had them, they are uh, chewy chocolate chip cookies with uh, little bits of caramel in them, I think. I so this was news to me and I love it. I love that depending on where you are, you can get a different set of Girl Scout cookies. And I also read so many articles about the power of these two bakeries to decide what cookies we get. <laughs> the responsibility. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's a big uh, cr- creating these cookies um, and and rolling them out is a big process. I mean, because they're you know the the, the companies that that make them I, you know that they only distribute from uh, I think uh, January through March or April um, mm-hmm. every year, and so it's this huge ramp up um, and for this very short production window. But yeah, they they all make them um, in close conjunction with Girl Scouts of the United States, which is the national organization. And yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of like marketing research and taste testing. 
and collaboration with uh, with some of the members and troops. It's it's a whole process. Yeah, and I I also love that I found not one, not two, but multiple, multiple articles comparing like the taste of Thin Mints from these two different, <laughs> and like claiming that there's definitely a difference, uh-huh. and like going into all these points about what the differences are. Okay. See, that's what I love. I, I just appreciate it. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, like there is this like mythical sense to Girl Scout cookies because, you know, they're they're only available for a limited time every year. Um, it's for a good cause. And so, you know, like in addition to like sugar and fat being amazing motivators, uh, there's, yeah, this like added psychological boost to buying and eating them. And I think it's really like the most brilliant probably originally unintentional marketing scheme that I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> oh, um, and uh, troops use the money they earn from cookie sales to fund projects throughout the year, from from camping to robotics to scuba lessons and like ocean conservation projects. It's it's great. Whatever whatever they want it to go to. It's part of part of the uh Part of the business learning activity of the cookie sales is figuring out how much money they earn and how to use that money in the future. Right. Kind of a detour. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, there's a strain of weed called Girl Scout Cookies. Not affiliated, perhaps, obviously. And I have been loving the stories of scouts selling them next to dispensaries. That always brings a smile to my face. Um, And there's also lip balms and cocktails and Girl Scout cookie flavors. Uh, the cocktails are not officially licensed, but the lip balm is. Uh, there are all kinds of tie-in products. Uh, Pillsbury makes or perhaps has in the past made um, a line of confusingly cookie-flavored baking mixes so that you can make, like, Girl Scout cookie-flavored cupcakes or brownies. Oh. I'm not oh. sure that I get it. But anyway, um, there's a Girl Scout cookie uh, easy-bake-style oven. Um, I know that there's been at least one ice cream tie-in. All kinds of stuff. Yes, yes. And I, I was telling Lauren right before this, I know here in Atlanta, I have been to at least one uh, Girl Scout cookie and beer pairing. So, Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But all what? right. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's, here's a, perhaps quite an answer to your question. What about the nutrition of these cookies? <laughs> uh, well, despite what Wednesday Adams may think, Girl Scout cookies are not made with real Girl Scouts. Um, uh, but, I, you know, I mean, shelf-stable, industrially produced cookies are, are always going to be in the treat category. Um, uh, I'm always a little bit surprised by exactly how many calories they managed to pack <laughs> into those little cookies. Um, I will say the uh, the shortbreads and the thin mints are the lightest on fats and sugars. Uh, the Samoas are the heaviest. You know, treats are nice. Uh, be mindful of your portion sizes, as your friend Katie learned. Um, yes. And, yes, uh, she did. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's a treat. Enjoy them. Yeah, and I, I know that... Um, one of the criticisms that comes out about Girl Scout cookies is that it's sort of this unhealthy treat that we're selling, getting kids to sell to other kids a lot of the time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, everything in moderation, you know. Including moderation. Exactly. <laughs> so numbers, we do have numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so 1.8 million girls participate in the Girl Scout cookie program. That is about the number of Girl Scouts 
Yes. Yes. I got really confused over that at first because I was like, doesn't everyone have different instruments? But it's mostly everybody, yeah. <laughs> the Girl Scouts are present in 92 countries and boast over 50 million alum. Uh, here in the U.S., there is a uh, National Girl Scout Cookie Weekend, and it is the last weekend in February. Wow. <laughs> Uh, each year, the 200 million boxes of Girl Scout cookies sold accounts for $800 million. <laughs> they sell more than Oreos and more than Chips Ahoy and Milano combined. Wow. Yeah. Uh, huh. Technically, that means that the Girl Scout cookie program is the largest girl-led business in the United States. Or as promotional material likes to put it, the, hmm. quote, largest financial investment in girls annually in the United States. Food analyst John Frank told USA Today that annual Girl Scout cookie sale is a force of nature at the national level. Big companies like Kraft know it's coming, and they've learned to live with it. It's like a storm, and there's nothing they can do but wait for it to pass because there is no upside to marketing against the Girl Scouts. Fair. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Thin mints are the top-selling cookie. Uh, accounting for an estimated 25% of sales. Wow. Huh. Um, uh, yeah, according to Little Brownie Bakers, their gluten-free option, the, the Toffee-tastic, is the fourth best-selling uh, gluten-free cookie in the United States. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not all the cookies have been winners. Uh, several have been discontinued from the chocolate vanilla sandwich cookies called Bonchos, uh, the rice crispy chocolate caramel kookaburra, and even some savory options like cheese. There were these cheese crackers uh, called golden yangles. Golden yangles. <laughs> golden yangles. They looked like bangles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I should re- rephrase. Some of them weren't winners, but some of them they just discontinued and people desperately, desperately miss them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> again, going back to that kind of mythical, remember in the 80s when they had that thank you very much or whatever it was? Um, yeah. Yeah, people get intense about it. They really, really do. Elizabeth Brinton, the cookie queen, as she's called, holds the record for most cookies sold during her time with the Girl Scouts. Over 100,000 boxes sold to people like Sandra Day O'Connor, President George W. Bush. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Girl Scout leadership is adamant that this is about more than the cookies. For many girls, this is their first foray into business and their first taste of something similar to having a job. You have to learn how to manage money, how to market, how to talk about a product with strangers, how to sell a product and then deliver that product. You have to set reasonable goals because you have to buy these cookies to sell to people. The Girl Scout Research Institute found that over half of, quote, female entrepreneurs and business owners are Girl Scout alum, and that of the women elected in the 2018 midterms, most had been Girl Scouts at one time. On the flip side, there (laughs) has been criticism that this is essentially free child labor to sell things for a major organization. (laughs) And also, as we all know, it's not always the scouts that are selling the cookies. I mean, pa- parents are very often involved. Um, and d- what level of involvement can vary? It can. It can. I'm not really judging, 
but I'm just saying that is a criticism <laughs> that I have seen. Uh, so they are a force of nature we've established. Yeah. Yes. And we do have some history. We do. Uh, but first, we've got a quick break for words from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. The Girl Scouts got started in 1912, the brainchild of Juliette Gordon Lowe. She was affectionately called Daisy, and she was 51 at the time that she started it. And she was also a big believer in teaching girls about self-sufficiency, individuality, and showing their potential. She was also inspired by the Boy Scouts, which had been founded that same year. The first meeting took place in Savannah, Georgia, a gathering of 18 girls. Lowe shared her knowledge around an outdoor educational movement she'd encountered abroad. And these meetings, as they continued, consisted of things like hiking, sports, star watching, learning a new language, helping out around their community. The Girl Scouts expanded pretty rapidly during the 1920s, um, and not only in the United States, but also in other countries like Mexico, China, and Syria. Lowe passed away in 1927, but she is remembered through the Juliet Lowe World Friendship Fund, which helps finance Girl Scouts projects throughout the world. In 2012, President Obama awarded her the Presidential Medal of Freedom for her, quote, dedication to empowering girls everywhere. And that's one of several, 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 several awards and things that have been named after her. So she is remembered in many ways. Mm -hmm. But the cookies... The cookies. As early as 1917, the Girl Scouts began selling cookies to finance their operations. Reportedly, the idea came from girls from the Mistletoe Troop in Muskogee, Oklahoma. 
or perhaps from one of their mothers, a 1922 edition of the American Girl magazine included the recipe for an easy sugar cookie provided by the Mistletoe Troop local director, Florence E. Neal. And the recipe suggested baking these cookies to help raise money. So the Girl Scouts would go door-to-door selling these homemade sugar cookies wrapped in waxed paper bags. The idea was for the girls to make them themselves, hence the simple recipe, but there are several, several anecdotes about uh, some of the scouts employing the help of relatives. Okay. The ingredients required to make six or seven dozen cookies was estimated to be around 26 to 36 cents, but one dozen could be sold for 25 to 30 cents. Big moneymaker, Yeah. That's right. Good ROI. Mm-hmm. We got all about that ROI. <laughs> uh, Girl Scout leadership identified five things they hoped selling cookies would foster. Setting goals, decision-making, people skills, business ethics, and money management. Scouts set goals for cookie sales and plan, yeah, where that money will go. Projects, summer camps, community events. The Greater Philadelphia Girl Scout Council became the first to sell commercially produced cookies in 1934, somewhere around 23 cents for 44 cookies. Mm. A year later, the Girl Scout Federation of Greater New York sold commercially baked cookies in a box that read Girl Scout Cookies, making it the first to do so. The following year, in 1936, the Girl Scouts officially licensed their first commercial bakery to produce the cookies to meet demand. And this also allowed for them to produce different types of cookies, including the first iteration of the Thin Mint, the Cookie Mint, in 1939. And I will point out that that was cookies spelled with a Y at the end, which is one of my favorite things, like yes. favorite things from the annals of history that I wish would come back. C-O-O-K-Y. I think it's great. Yes. <laughs> also, um, uh, ABC Bakers, which is one of the uh, surviving cookie companies um, that, that creates these cookies for the Girl Scouts, uh, joined in on the baking in 1937. During the Great Depression in the 1930s, the Girl Scouts collected and distributed food and clothing for those that needed it. Due to shortages and rationing, the production of Girl Scout cookies was put on hold during World War II. But they pivoted to things like collecting fat and growing victory gardens. Japanese-American girls in internment camps formed their own Girl Scout troops. Oof. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the cookies came back with a bang during the 50s, establishing booths and malls to sell three types of cookie, shortbread, sandwich, and chocolate mint. In 1959, Thin Mints joined the Girl Scout cookie lineup for the first time, like, Thin mints as we know them. Okay. Yes. Wow. In the 60s, the Dosi Do debuted, and the Samoa slash Caramel Delight came onto the scene in 1975. In 1965, Lowe's home was designated a National Historic Landmark. The Girl Scouts elected their first Black National Board President in the 70s, Gloria D. Scott. They held speak-out talks to press for racial equality, and they got involved in a lot of environmental movements. The 1970s were also when the Girl Scouts started calling the 29 companies (laughs) producing cookies, but at that point, down to four to make things quicker and easier. This move also standardized the packaging and the taste of the cookies. Uh, and Little Brownie Bakers uh, joined the crew in 1973. 
Low-fat and sugar-free varieties of cookies became available in the 1990s. In 2007, uh, the bakeries debuted new recipes that omitted trans fats, uh, which had been, uh, these recipes had been in the works for a couple of years at that point. Two Girl Scouts campaigned for the company to stop using palm oil in 2010, and the organization responded with a promise to reduce, not stop, but to reduce their use of it. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that little brownie bakers has promised that the palm oils they use are uh, sustainably obtained. And then uh, in 2013, comedian John Mulaney uh, poked fun at the Girl Scout cookies. Uh, one of the quotes I remember from it, I just remembered this. Uh, how come I have to know a child in a parade to get them? <laughs> it was a very loving, like, he loves Girl Scout cookies. Why is it only at this time of year? <laughs> like, what uh-huh. business model is this? <laughs> <laughs> and this was all on uh, on uh, SNL, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> In 2014, Digital Cookie was launched, allowing people to purchase Girl Scout cookies online for the first time. According to their site, this teaches, quote, vital entrepreneurial lessons in online marketing, application use, and e-commerce. And there was sort of a hesitation to do this because it is purportedly fostering these skills. So they wanted to find a way where moving it online didn't get rid of that aspect that was important to the cookie selling. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like you still have to receive an invite from a Girl Scout or a member of her family who is helping her do this uh, yes. in order to buy from the kid. Yeah, you can't yes. just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also in 2014, uh, gluten-free options launched in the cookie lineups. And then the S'mores cookie debuted in 2017. Or cookies, you should say. Exactly. I love this. The Girl Scouts asked each of their two bakeries to riff on the idea of s'mores, and each bakery created their own version. The ABC version is a chocolate-covered square with a graham cracker layer and a vanilla marshmallow layer, while the little brownie version is a sandwich cookie with a layer of chocolate and a layer of marshmallow-esque icing. So two different cookies, same name, both available, I think. They were that year, at least. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they are still they are still both available um, uh, in their respective regions. Um, and there was some GMO-related kerfuffle leading up to and including uh, the, the, the little brownie version of, of this cookie because um, so— for a couple of years, some anti-GMO parent groups had been targeting Girl Scout cookies, and uh, under that pressure, Little Brownie created this s'mores recipe without any genetically modified ingredients and um, labeled it as non-GMO, um, which then got pushback from pro-science parent groups because uh, because genetic modification, I mean, while a complex issue, and we definitely have to do a whole episode on that at some point, we've been putting it off because it's 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 a lot. Um, yeah. But uh, but scientifically speaking, uh, genetically modified foods as a category are not less safe or less nutritious than conventional foods, and so the entire like non-GMO, like anti-GMO movement is headachey because it turns into this like fear mongering marketing thing that isn't productive or helpful. Yes. But yeah, I I had no idea that that was going to pop up in this research. You never know. Yeah. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, uh, as of late March of 2020, um, you can buy Girl Scout cookies online without being in direct contact with a local Girl Scout. Um, you just uh, enter your zip code and it directs you to a, a local troops sales page. Um, from there, you can order boxes for yourself uh, or whoever, I suppose, um, or donate boxes to uh, medical professionals and first responders. There's no shipping cost for donation boxes for your own orders. Shipping is also free, but you do have to buy four or more boxes. I think that's probably pretty easy for a lot of folks. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was um, doing it that way was in direct response to um, to COVID-19 and people being in isolation. Um, there are also overseas U.S. Girl Scouts in uh, Belgium, England, Germany, Italy, Japan, Spain, South Korea, Turkey, and the Virgin Islands um, who also do Girl Scout cookies. And because of that, uh, they, they, have, they have cookies that they need to do something with at this point. Um, so if you want to, you can uh, donate boxes to uh, frontline workers in those communities. Uh, if, if you go online and just search for um, USA Girl Scouts overseas, then uh, it'll lead you to a page that will help you do that thing if that's a thing that you want to do. And uh, yeah, um, lo local Girl Scout troops have been doing all kinds of things in their communities in these uncertain times, um, you know, uh, uh, making masks uh, for, for healthcare workers, stuff like that. Um, and the organization also launched uh, Girl Scouts at Home, which is a free online platform for, for all families, not just members of the Girl Scouts, to access um, self-guided skill building materials and activities during isolation. Very cool. Yeah. So <laughs> they got a lot they got a lot more going on than cookies, but dang do people love those cookies. <laughs> it is such a remarkably positive association. I um I really am like you you really cannot design positive impact like that. I'm really blown away by it. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. It is very impressive. I have never, ever, if you'd asked me, Girl Scouts, like even putting them in the, the same range as Oreos, that blew my mind. That's amazing. Right? Gosh. Oh, <laughs> For I that short it. period of time. Mm-hmm. Man, it's impressive. It's scarcity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, that's about what we have to say for Girl Scout cookies today. It is. Uh, we do have a little bit more for you, but first, uh, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. 
That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with <laughs> Listener That was good and very difficult to follow along with. I know. I'm sorry. It's uh, okay. <laughs> incorporated a knocking sound. I hope that didn't freak anyone out. Uh, yeah. By the time I realized what was happening, it was I was laughing and it was too late. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's fair. That's fair. I expect okay. too much from you, Lauren. Oh. <laughs> I expect too much from anybody to try to follow those. <laughs> no. Whatever we call I- them. I don't deserve you. I should step up. Okay, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. I don't think that's true. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Kate wrote, I was listening to a recent episode, and you spent a fair time while talking about which Harry Potter houses each of you are in and why, and it was glorious. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you were aware of the Sorting Hat Chats. This is a Tumblr blog that goes into extreme detail about the personalities of each house, basically going full Myers-Briggs on it. Or astrology, if that's more your cup of tea. And there is a quiz. Well, a quiz of sorts. It all boils down to a system where everyone actually has two houses, the primary and the secondary. They also go into detail about how each house reacts to a trauma, what happens if they get broken. I love this system. It's also insanely useful when creating a character for any fiction you are writing. Or a D&D campaign. You know, if that's ah. something that you do. Yes, I loved this so, so much. Um, And I love that people are still trolling me about this and I'm still getting upset about it because it's like working and I know it's working and I just can't stop. But it's so funny. (laughs) But I took this test. I read all the materials. I spent like a whole day uh, and I got Gryffindor as my primary and Slytherin as my secondary or maybe Hufflepuff. But either way, the case is closed. The case oh. is closed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've always I wanted mean, to say the case is closed in well, a like, regular conversation. Regular conversation. Well, congratulations. You've, Thank you've you. done it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, you know, there is the thing where the sorting hat will entertain your personal preferences. And so if you want to be a Gryffindor, you can be, you can be a Gryffindor. No one's telling you you can't. <laughs> Or if they are, are you trolling me? <laughs> if they are, they are. <laughs> if they are, they're being mean. No, I'm not. I'm not trolling you. I I believe you when you say that you're a Gryffindor. Um, uh, I took a picture of it for proof. <laughs> oh my goodness! 
Um, uh, I was aware of, uh, of that one. I also, like, I think I spent like a whole morning one, one weekend taking that quiz and reading all the stuff. And, um, okay. I, I was, a, I was a Hufflepuff primary and secondary, but on my primary, I model Gryffindor and on my secondary, I model Ravenclaw, which <laughs> this is getting into so much detail about this quiz, but yes. okay. So it means, um, okay, so within the system, um, uh, your, your, your primary house is um, why you act the way you do, you know, like your motivations. And your secondary house is how you go about doing things, uh, your, your methods and your behaviors. And you can also be in one house but put so much value on aspects of another house that it flavors your, your motivations or your methods or, or both. Um, so what it means that I'm a Hufflepuff that models Gryffindor and, and Ravenclaw um, is that I am like such a dang Hufflepuff that I have it for both my primary and secondary uh, stuff. But I try to move through life with Gryffindor ideals and Ravenclaw methods whenever, like, like whenever it doesn't interfere with my base Hufflepuffitude. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Also, yeah, me too. I love Hufflepuffitude. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I I do I do my my friends insist that that I'm a I'm a Hufflepuff slash Ravenclaw. Um and and they call me a Puffleclaw. Mm. Um also good. Moving on, um, Michelle wrote, My partner Jeff and I have been listening to your podcast since it was started as Food Stuff, and we love it. Thank you. Um, a while ago, we listened to the episode where you mentioned a uniquely Midwestern tradition of pairing chili with cinnamon rolls. We live in Lincoln, Nebraska, but Jeff is from a town called Wahoo. Or Wahoo? Ugh. Anyway, uh, famously and weirdly, the home office of David Letterman. I am from Omaha, which is a larger city, and was both confused and appalled by the cinnamon roll and chili combo when I moved to Lincoln. Jeff, on the other hand, had grown up with it. Lincoln is a college town with plenty of folks from nearby small towns, so it tends to reflect small town culture. Chili and cinnamon rolls are unquestioned here. Uh, Jeff and I are both high school teachers, and they even serve chili with cinnamon rolls in our high school cafeterias. So, it's true that it's a thing, but not everyone is a fan, though small towners might point that out as Omaha snobbery. <laughs> also, Jeff's 30th birthday is Saturday, April 18th. We love food and usually celebrate with food. However, he's the real chef of the house, so I had plans to throw a surprise party with our friends at a restaurant, but social distancing has stopped that plan. I'm attempting to cook something for him, but need a backup surprise if I burn down the kitchen. So can you give a birthday shout out to my chef, Jeff? Yes, we can. Absolutely. Oh, happy birthday, Chef Jeff. Happy birthday, Chef Jeff. We would sing happy birthday, but one, it might be a disaster, and two, everyone's probably tired of the happy birthday song by now. Um, but yeah, I hope that it's great, and I we have confidence that you won't burn down the house, Michelle, I think. Absolutely. I think that, you know, whether or not the food is an unmitigated disaster, I think that you are going to be so fine yes. <laughs> in terms of not burning down your kitchen. Yes, and if the food is a disaster, just remember— Funny stories later. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, but you've got this. You, you got it. You, you've totally got this. We, we believe in you. Yes. 
So thanks to both of them for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can. We would love to hear from you. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes, that one, uh, where our handle at all three is at SaverPod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is home to a thriving culinary scene based on products and traditions from the native Taino, African, and Spanish peoples that have influenced it. When you go, there are a host of restaurants, bars, breweries, distilleries, farms, and coffee houses to dig into, from five-star experiences to local favorites. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.